You can call her mayhem or mayday Talk shit, she at your head I ain't talking bald face She don't fuck with baby daddies Fucking up the funk sway Taking care of four kids Sunday to Sunday Fly earth and round trips When she hit the runway Comedy original She do shit her own way Made the stage her place Moving at her own pace Fuck with her the wrong way This gonna be a long day She watch basketball wives Loving hip hop too Born in 81 One day four turned to 82 Funny, ratchet, and cute. She a winner, that's true. She don't even take L's eating alphabet soup. Mayday, mayhem, 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 mayday, mayhem. She a cool black nerd, always been smart. Ever since she turned eight, wanted her name in the charts. Monty Python was a shit. Richard Pryor made a star. Red Fox and Eddie Murphy, inspiration to her art. Welcome back to the Mayday Mayhem podcast. I am your host, Mayday Mayhem. And today we will be speaking and discussing about Kendrick Johnson and the death investigation and how his investigation has been opened again after eight years and the stunning developments that I have found behind it. You know, maybe some of y'all knew some things I didn't know and some things I did know, but we're going to talk about it. And also we are going to discuss the new Georgia voting law mm-hmm. that the Georgia governor did sign into effect. Yeah, we're going to talk about that and the foolishness behind that law because the state representative, which was a black woman, was actually arrested for just knocking on the door while the law was being signed into place. We will talk about that on the Mayday Mayhem podcast. Ew. 
So now let's get started. First and foremost, um, let's talk about uh, Kendrick Johnson. Now, if you do not know who Kendrick Johnson is, Kendrick Johnson was a 17-year-old young man that was, uh, well, he was killed. It is what it is. He was killed in 2013. And he was killed in Valdoso, Lonedale's High School in Georgia. Yes, he was killed in Georgia. This is the young man that was rolled in a high school mat and was there until the next day when he was found. And of course, authorities was called in to find out, you know, what was going on. But not only that, Kendrick Johnson's organs were removed. Now, it's always been speculation that organ harvesting was behind this. However, I disagree. Now, organ harvesting is a true thing. I do not diminish that. That shit is real. There are many cases and studies on that. But we're not talking about that today. We're talking about Kendrick Johnson. Kendrick Johnson's organs were missing. Yes, indeed. But they were missing for another reason. And we're going to talk about it. Now, let's start from the beginning. Kendrick, like I said, was a 17-year-old young student like most of us or our students or our children. You know, um, good kid, played sports, you know, striving young man, had a awesome future ahead of him. But on this day, his life was literally cut short. And with his life being cut short so mysteriously, it was cut short inside of a school where we think our children are safe, but myself even though our children are not even safe in schools, especially our black children. And with that being said, it's it's hard to put in words how they could call this a freak accident. This was no freaks act freak accident. This was a murder. Now we all heard the initial story of the student that was in the mat. He went into the gym and you see the surveillance of him playing basketball. Well, not playing basketball, but running into the gym where other students are playing basketball and walking and you never see him again. You never see him leave out. You never see any other students. Now there's quite a lot of controversy that has always been controversy from the beginning has always been controversy was the cameras. The cameras would shut off and like literally pin to other, like it was cut off, so to say. And with that being said, it looks as though stuff was covered up. 
and we're going to find out things were covered up. And it's a reason why pieces of this puzzle has been put together. Pieces are going to fall into place. Now, Kendrick, um, he goes into the gym and he never leaves out. All this occurred like around 1.09 in the afternoon. Of course, his mother even calls 911. And, you know, she says her son did not return home from school. You know, he went to school this morning. He didn't return home, you know, concerned parent. It's not like Kendrick. He does not do these type of things. As he's, of course, we found out the next day that he's deceased. But not only that, there's a lot of blood surrounding the area. Now, their initial report said he died from asphyxiation from his own body weight because he was literally in a mat upside down claiming to get his shoe that had fell in there which none of that makes any sense why would he be upside down in a rolled up mat trying to get a shoe that fell in that makes no sense Kendrick was 17 years old. He was a smart enough young man to know that, of course, if his shoe fell in now, he had to do is move the damn mat. Or if anything, tell somebody else to move. Look, y'all, I need my shoe, bro. Come get my shoe out of here. He's not going to crawl inside of a mat upside down. There's no way. So that's, of course, red flag number one. Like, for real, what young man is going to crawl Inside, like I said, that's red flag number one. Red flag number two. Um, video. The video seems to look like it's been altered in some type of way. And if you even look at the crime scene and the video ev and the evidence of Kendrick Johnson, it looks like he had been in a fight. Like he was in the fight and even the paramedics that was interviewed months after his death said that it was a bruise or something to his right side of his jaw. And even one of the autopsies did even say he was um, blunt force trauma. Now, everything I just said to you, pay close attention. I'm going to play a few clips. Now, some of these clips are from, majority are from CNN. So I'm going to give you this information. Now, a lot of these clips are from 2013, 2014, 2015, some 2017. Why am I saying this? Because with the investigation being open, there has been new evidence. New evidence being that there has been a confession tape. Supposedly someone made a tape and recorded someone saying that um, 
They killed Kendrick Johnson. And he didn't deserve it. But we're going to hear from the beginning to the end. My mother always taught me, when you're listening to a story, listen to who's telling the story and what was said at the very, very beginning. Because there are so many twists and turns in this story on even why his organs were missing. Now, I know everyone was thinking organ harvesting, organ harvesting. But it was not organ harvesting. It was something way more sinister. Why I believe his organs were missing. But we are going to listen to what really happened when the story first broke. You know. Let me go back. Don't see how I lost it. I just pulled it up. When the the story first broke and what happened, okay? Let me see. Is this the right one? Bear with me, my people. Because they even brought in a forensic... Um, analyzer for the uh, videotape because it was so like whoa like are you for real for real like you can't be serious okay let me see is this the correct footage mainly in this area like all they always give me some type a video well some type of a commercial and I've already clearly cleared the commercial <laughs> but yes if I can get to the correct video from CNN because I literally had all this pinned Right now, this is the on Twitter. Give us the tapes, but it appears that this video is only providing more questions and very few answers. We've got a couple of clips from these hours of video we've watched. Let's look at the first one, and it shows Kendrick walking in from the right side of your screen. There, he's behind another student, and as soon as he runs out, you see that student disappears, and a couple of other students disappear. Uh, appear rather. It's from one image to the next with no explanation of how those students got to that position or where the student at that red shirt went. Now, we blurred their faces because they're minors in this video and the next. Let's go to the next one. Now, the video they're speaking of, Kendrick is um, walking in and it completely skips to other students like walking around playing and you don't see where none of the other students went. So that's what they're referring to. You can see Kendrick at the bottom right of the screen. He's walking at first and then he runs out of the frame. And just like the first video, other students just appear. No explanation of how they got to that point. You don't see them walk in. We've not edited these videos to just kind of put one image next to the other. This is how we receive them from the sheriff's office today. So the they received a video cropped and messed up from the sheriff's office 
people, please remember this. All of this is public knowledge. They received this from the sheriff's department. Now, let me remind you, everyone in this little town, and it's a little town, in this little high school know each other. So the sheriff is friend with the clerk and the clerk is friend with the mayor and the mayor is friend with the deputy sheriff. So everyone knows everyone. Let's continue. So the, the video seems to be, to be jumping around. You're saying those aren't edits? Is that, I mean, it, I assume it's a motion sensor camera. Is that the way it's supposed to work? That it may take a few seconds for an image to register? That was our first question. When we see the images, especially of Kendrick, with all these hours of video, it's like, well, what happened at the end of this, and how did these students appear? Was this video edited? So we reached out to both the school that owns the cameras that recorded it, and in the sheriff's office, which had a, a copy of it, which supplied it to us. I want to read you the statements. First, from the school district, an attorney for Lowndes County Schools says simply, we, what we produce to the sheriff is a raw feed with no edits. And then from the attorney for the sheriff's office, my client has confirmed that the video was not altered or edited by anyone within the Lowndes County Sheriff's Office. They both maintain that what we see is exactly what was recorded. What, what about the corner where the gym... Now, did y'all catch that? This is what we confirm by the Lowndes County Sheriff's Department. That's what they confirm. We, we are saying that it wasn't doctored. It's it's the use of words. It's the terminology. It's the literally it's the terminology. Let's go back. What what about the corner where the gym mats are or where Let's where Kendrick's we body was Wait, I didn't go back. found? I mean, that seems to be the key. They both maintain that what we see is exactly what was recorded. What what about the corner where the gym What they see was exactly recorded. Let's see. Let's not sheriff's office my client has confirmed that the video was not altered or edited by anyone within the Lowndes County Sheriff's Office they both stop my client has confirmed that the video was not altered or edited by anyone within the Lowndes County's Sheriff's Department keep that in mind it wasn't doctored by anyone in the Sheriff's Department that's what they're saying Look, we can confirm that it was not doctored by anyone in the sheriff's department. Now, that's fucked up, to say the least. That you can say, look, we can confirm that it wasn't. Y'all might say it was doctored. Everyone else might say it was doctored. We might even say it was doctored, but we can confirm it wasn't doctored by the Lowell Sheriff's Office. You know, it may have been doctored, but it wasn't doctored by us. Let's keep going. Maintain that what we see is exactly what was recorded. What, what about the corner where the gym mats are or where, where Kendrick's body w was ultimately found? I mean, that seems to be the key place. We've known there was a camera there. You saw the video from that camera today. What did you see? Yeah, this is the most important camera of all 36, and I want to show you the video. It's blurry. Of all 36 cameras, a video that was provided, this angle is blurry. It's almost impossible to make out any of the faces. And if you look at the corner, it's the top left of the image. Those are the mats uh, in which uh, Kendrick Johnson was found. What you don't see is the top of the mats. 
And we know why that's important, because sheriffs and deputies say that he climbed in through the top of the mat. They say that the students who found him were uh, playing on top of those mats. And in this video, because you can't see that image, you can't see that. Also, you know, we saw from one image to the next in the other videos, from looking at this, we see students playing basketball, and then a few frames later, we see what appears to possibly be the nurse running in. Then we see someone running through with a, a gurney. So there is, we know from the file, uh, of the, the investigative file, there are activities and there are events between these, but we just don't see them through what is the only blurry image, the blurry angle of all three dozen cameras that were provided by the school district and the sheriff's office. So I'm, I'm a little confused. I mean, is it, we saw Kendrick running and from one angle. It, it, the, the camera on the mat, does that show him approaching the mat at any time? And is there anybody else that shows up? There is activity in the uh, hours of, of video there, but it's so blurry and so much is happening in that corner. There are bleachers there, and students, uh, we know from the file, would sit in that area. They, the police say that they would play in that area, but because we can't see the top of the match from the image, we can't tell if anyone ever went on top and when they went on top, um, and we don't see... Uh, Kendrick running in that direction and if we were to see someone going in that direction the video the image is so blurry We have not edited this at all The, the, the image is so blurry y'all. I'm telling you the image it looks like someone put like a smear Over it. You cannot see it and that is the original video It looks like a copy of a copy. That's how it looks You like the old VHS players like you like like dubbing or something. That's how it looks now, with that being said, let's go to the next video. Now we're on to the next video, which, okay, we know that he has been found deceased inside of this gym. And we have video surveillance of children going in there with him. Then it cuts off. Now. What happens once, of course, we get, you know, to, you know, after he's been found and pronounced dead inside the school, I might have you. Let me see if I can pull it up. I'm all, I, I am not a technology person at all. Now. Take a listen to this. Now, this is what made the story more sensationalized and made it really headline news. Not only was he murdered in a school. Call it what it is. He was murdered. It is what it is. However, listen to this. Here on surveillance All of my clips are this is from CNN. Seventeen year old Kendrick Johnson was found upside down in a rolled gym mat last January. Investigators say he was reaching for a shoe, got stuck, and died. We have found nothing to indicate this was anything other than just a tragic accident. You could tell he was beaten. Kendrick's parents believe the story about the shoe is a cover up, and they question why sheriff's investigators either did not collect or test potential evidence from the scene. Got some questions about the Kendrick Johnson case. I'm not going to discuss that with you. Why not, sir? Because our case is closed. Kendrick's body was exhumed. His parents paid for an independent autopsy, and the pathologist found evidence of apparent non-accidental blunt force trauma to the neck, 
But it's also what the pathologist did. Guys, remember that blunt force trauma to the neck. Okay, that is very, very, very important because we're going to talk about that. Hold on. Not fine. That shocked the family. Organs, the heart, lungs, liver, etc., were not with the body. What was in the place of the organs? Newspaper. After months of protest, you heard that his organs were not in his body. After the pathologist accordingly, supposedly, there was newspaper in his body. They're trying to figure out where does the newspaper come from. Let's not forget, this is a small town. Everyone knows everyone. Everyone is connected to someone in some way. Let's continue. Destin demands for answers and announcement by the U.S. Department of Justice. I am of the opinion that a sufficient basis exists for my office to conduct a formal review of the facts and investigation surrounding the death of Kendrick Johnson. No matter who you are, how much money your parents have, the color of your skin, everyone deserves justice. Everyone. Well, Victor Blackwell joins me now from Atlanta. So Kendrick Johnson's family exhumed their son's body, trying to get some answers about his death, only to learn his organs were missing. I don't understand how the state investigation doesn't offer any explanations. I mean, somebody removed this young man's organs. Somebody's lying. Well, they said that there was an investigation. You'll remember that we reported on this show back in early October that when Kendrick Johnson's body was exhumed for that second autopsy, his organs were not with the body, and that started this uh, investigation three months ago. And I want to remind people which each side says. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation, which did the first autopsy, says they put the organs back into Kendrick Johnson's body, closed the body, sent it to Harrington Funeral Home. The funeral home says the organs never came with the body, but they take it a step further. The funeral home says that GBI, Georgia Bureau of Investigation, just Pause. Now, the funeral home said the organs never came with the body. Guarded the organs because they were destroyed through some natural process that Harrington still has not explained. But late today, we uh, now have a copy of this letter that was sent to the Johnsons. It's from the Funeral Services Board. Only CNN has it. And I want to read uh, just the line in the conclusion here. The board has exhausted all available investigative avenues at its disposal, and no determination could be made whether the organs were transferred to the funeral establishment with the body. There was this three-month investigation, which by law is secret and behind closed doors. They just, at the end of the investigation, come out with what the decision is, and in this case, no action. Well, I mean, the body was also stuffed with newspapers. So, I mean, again, somebody's lying. Either somebody who did the original autopsy uh, didn't include the organs in the body, or if someone at the funeral home did something with the organs and stuffed it with newspaper. I mean, somebody's not telling the truth. Well, the funeral home here has never denied stuffing the body with newspaper, although we spoke with leaders of the industry at Mortuary Sciences, and they say either it's something they've never heard of or it's something that's not in line with standard practices. Now, the, the manager and the owner of Harrington Funeral Home, uh, Antonio Harrington, would not speak with us on camera, but he allowed his attorney, Roy Copeland, to speak with us. And in the defense of the funeral home stuffing the cavity with newspaper, he cited a 25-year-old guide for embalming in which it suggests that when the organs are absent, you use sawdust or cotton. Now, that's a 25-year-old version. A more recent version got rid of sawdust. But here's my exchange uh, in the months since this has come to light uh, with that attorney, Roy Copeland. Watch. Now, he's talking with an attorney. Uh, we don't have that exchange. Don't so, have the exchange. Uh, yeah, Let me tell you what he said, though. He's going to tell you what he said. Again, the book says either cotton or sawdust, 
and I highlight that newspaper is not one of them. He says it's absolutely not one of them, nor is it precluded as one type of foreign substance that may be introduced into a body for purposes of building up for display. Essentially, it doesn't say we can't use newspaper. And that's what the state says. It's not best practices, but it's not a violation. Again, with the newspaper, no action from the state. So, again, at the, at the end of this investigation, in, in addition to his family not knowing how he died or, or why he was why he died, uh, they've just got to accept the fact that somebody took out his organs and did away with them, even though they maybe had some relevance to the cause of death, and they're not going to get any more answers on that. Well, you know, we spoke with several uh, members, uh, former members of the FBI, and asked, well, is it possible that there could be a third autopsy? You've got the competing ones from the state and the independent pathologist. Would the FBI want their own? It was possible. But now, without the lungs, that would have actually showed some evidence of positional asphyxia, which mm -hmm. was the diagnosis from the state, or the tissue from the jaw, which was the diagnosis of blunt force trauma to the neck from the independent pathologist, it's no point in exhuming his body for a second time for that third autopsy. They'll have to rely on the reports and the photographs and the slides from uh, those two pathologists. Now, as we just heard, that they stuffed his body with newspaper. It's not uncommon. Well, it's, it's not a common thing. They've used sawdust and cotton. I am not a mortician. I don't know many morticians or funeral directors, but this is the information that they provided. Now, his organs are missing. Okay. But now, let's not forget that organs missing. They gone. He was found rolled up in a mat. No one saw anything. The video has been tripped and tramped and discouraged to look. It, it looks very manipulated. Now, there were two teens involved in this case. Now, these two teens were centered around this case. And their father is an FBI agent and they live in this town together. Let's take a listen. Let's take, let's take a real quick listen because that, that, that shit is wow. That's how convoluted this story is and how much of a web this is. That's why it's more to it than it seems. We have this young man that's dead inside of a mat in school that's allegedly trying to get a shoe that's in the bottom and he's upside down and that's how he died. Okay. Allegedly. However, his body shows trauma. His body shows trauma of blood force injury to the side of his jaw. However, the organs are missing. Without the organs, we can't see if, like he said, if it was his lungs, if he died from asphyxiation, like they said, or was it really blunt force trauma, and that's how he really subsequently passed. We don't know why, because the organs are missing. The organs could have even told where they're damaged to the organs, like 
was the liver damaged well the liver was damaged to like of a fight or anything like that then that would show a fight happened that would show that he was attacked and this was not just a random accident as we might say so let's take a listen and this is um action 2 news they got this story Jim Matt at school. Two young men at the focus of the Kendrick Johnson controversy have declined to talk to investigators, a grand jury, and an on-camera interview until now. Channel 2 investigative reporter Mark Winnie live outside FBI headquarters in DeKalb County with these exclusive interviews. Mark. And at last check, this case remained a focus of federal investigation. And this was in 2015, people. FBI's Atlanta field office because that is where we're told Agent Rick Bell was assigned, and both his sons are the subject of target letters from a federal prosecutor. And now we hear from them at last. I'm going to ask my photographer to push in tight on your face. Okay. Our viewers can read your expression. Mm-hmm, sure Did can. Did you have anything to do with the death of Kendrick Johnson? No. He's, he's like one of my good friends. Even at the time of his death? Even at the time of his death. You know, every word we broadcast of this is going to be scrutinized by the blogosphere, the Twitter sphere, and so on. Yes, sir. It should be. And I want everybody to know the truth. And, uh, I mean, they can ridicule me, and they can, they can say whatever they want, but in the end, the truth will prevail, and everybody will find that me and my brother have been innocent and always will be innocent. We've just heard what family attorneys acknowledge. Sheriff's deputies, the GBI, and a federal grand jury have not heard. Brothers Brian and Brandon Bell answering questions, no holds barred, about the mysterious death of Kendrick Johnson in 2013. He was the laughter of our house. He was the joy of our house. And he, he gives us strength to keep fighting. The Lowndes County Sheriff says after a thorough investigation, his office agrees with the state medical examiner that Johnson's death was an accident due to positional asphyxia, that he wedged himself in a rolled-up gym mat trying to reach a shoe and could not get out. But Kendrick Johnson's mom takes issue with that. Are you more convinced today than ever that KJ was the victim of foul play? Yes. And with some of what the Bells say. No, they weren't friends. And in a lawsuit, Johnson's parents allege a group, including the Bell brothers, sons of an FBI agent, violently assaulted their son, leading to his death. None of the allegations that were made were without research. But both Bells maintain they have rock-solid alibis. Did you see Kendrick Johnson? No, sir, not at any point during that day. Where were you? I was in class. I was in class. First block, second block, third block, and fourth block. Close to the gym? No. Did you see Kendrick that day? Now, listen very, very closely. This is Brian Bell talking in his own words. The reporter's asking him, did he see him that day? Close to the gym? Was he close uh, to the gym? Did Kendrick that day? No. I did not. The suit suggests the brothers sought revenge for a brief... He asked him, did you see Kendrick that day? No, he did not. Okay. He was in class. 
first period, second period, fourth period. He's in every last class. Now, mind you, Brian, he said Brian, Brian said that him and Kendrick was almost like best friends. They was really good friends. But did you know there was a minor altercation that happened almost a year before? Um, and they had, um, they had problems. They was, um, well, not problems, but it was rumored that it was a fight that happened on a bus on the way to, on their way to the game. And, um, Brian got into a fight with him and they had to, they couldn't ride on the bus. Now, Brian's parents were at the game because Brandon and Brian Brendan and Brian are of course brothers. Brendan is like on the was on the varsity team and Brian was like on the junior varsity. And because this fight took place, they couldn't ride on the bus back home. So of course Brendan's Brian's family was there. So of course he rode home with them and <sighs> Kendrick, on the other hand, he had to ride with staff or a staff personality personnel because of course his parents you know they didn't work for the school and you know they weren't at the game unfortunately but that was a year and a half before Kendrick ended up deceased now Brendan says he never Never, he never saw him that day. Never saw him. Okay. All right, Brian. Brian, Brian. And there's, there's four people that was named as a suspect. And three of the P, two of the people are these two brothers. That was named as suspects, allegedly. We have to say allegedly. Because there was allegedly a video that, um, well, a voice recording that came out that was saying that, you know, Kendrick didn't deserve this. You know, you he didn't. And, but Brendan, I mean, Brian, these damn bees. Now, Brian's, Brendan was not there. He literally was off campus. He was at a wrestling match. But Brian said that he was there. But there, I'm looking for on my notes. This is why I hate using the computer. I would prefer to write it down, but then I like going back to the computer because I can actually let y'all hear. But I hate when I'm doing my notes like this. But when they interviewed Brian, it was somewhere I read that Brian and Kendrick had did like a article or something that day prior to class. So if you hadn't seen him none that day, how did you, you had seen him none that day, but then you just do a, a thing with him in class. 
Like I said, it could have been the other one, and it's another gentleman involved in this. It's all three of them, and they all last names is like Bell, Bell, and Tail. I, I bullshit you not. Because um, one day before the two-year anniversary of Kendrick's death, um, and one day before the statute of limitations ran out before a wrongful death succumb lawsuit, I'm so glad Kendrick uh, Johnson's family did so. Kendrick's family filed a lawsuit, a uh, $100 million wrongful death lawsuit naming 38 defendants now. Listen, including Brian, Brendan, and Rick Bell. Now, mind you, Rick Bell works for the FBI. Brendan and Brian are his sons. They all went to school with Kendrick. Now, all of them going to school with Kendrick, you know, they get into an altercation or however, allegedly. Now, this is how the story can go. Get into an altercation with him allegedly. Their daddy is the FBI. Something happens. They're going to call dad. Dad's going to come in and scrub the video. Now, remember, they said no one in the count, the jail, the uh, Cook County. I say Cook County. I don't mean Cook County because I'm in Cook County. But their county jails department did not touch the video and alter it. Of course, y'all didn't touch it. That's because whoever was named with the FBI did. And why do I say that? Let's take a brief listen to this. Let's keep listening. Brief fight between Brian and Kendrick on a team bus. A year before, I mean, what was still friends. So I can't even remember. I mean, it was so like it was so small to us. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Your brother had a football scholarship offered to FSU. Yes, sir, he did. They pulled it back on signing day. So how low did you get? To the lowest, the lowest you can go. Letters from the Macon U.S. Attorney's Office suggest both Bells are targets of grand jury investigation. The letters suggest possible civil rights violations. My objective is to only get justice for my son. Have you prayed for the Johnsons? Yes, sir. I have. I hope that they found justice, and I hope that they do find out the truth about their son. I pray for the truth to come out about what happened to my son. Now, there's lots more. These interviews were extensive. No lawyers present. No parents present. We plan to have a lot of all new excerpts coming up on Channel 2 Action News at 6, including both Bell brothers talking about federal search warrants executed at their residences in recent weeks and what searchers may have been after. For now, I'm live outside. Did you hear that? Now, they had a federal, they house was raided by the FBI. Baboo. Let's call it what it is. They house got raided by the FBI. And they was looking for something. And they said they was there in regards to who? Kendrick Johnson. Hmm. Now, there's even more involvement. It's even more. I'm just going to have to go straight down the line, y'all, with it. There's even more. 
And they also filed a wrongful death suit against the school, the um, sheriff's department, the coroner's department, the um, the funeral home. Everyone involved in this case, everyone involved, which I'm t I totally agree, everyone involved, because this this ish is ridiculous. And it, it it's finally going to come to light. And not only that, with this case being reopened, 17 boxes have been reopened. 17. Let's read a little bit from, uh, this is an article from The Cut. Um, and this was of March 10th, 2021. So as I say, this is an ongoing investigation that has just popped back up within the last two weeks that has reopened. And they are re-examining a black teen's mysterious death. Uh, now, nearly a decade after Johnson's suspicious death, the case has been reopened. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution reports on Tuesday, Louds Sheriff's, County Sheriff's Ashley Pollock announced that he will lead an investigation into Johnson's death. A decision applauded by Johnson's parents. We ain't cheering, but we know this is only a path that we can get for justice for Kendrick Johnson. The family spokesman said in an interview with CNN, Johnson's mother, Jacqueline, said that she's feeling hopeful and I feel hopeful also. Following Kendrick's death, an autopsy conducted by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation showed the teenager had died from an accidental positional asphyxiation leading investigators to conclude that he had gotten stuck in the mat after tripping while reaching for a shoe. But an autopsy conducted by a pathologist whom Johnson's family hired determined that Kendrick had died from an unexplained and apparent non-accidental blunt force trauma to the neck. The case sparked a federal probe, though it was dropped in 2016 after investigators concluded that there was insignificant evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that someone or groups of people willfully violated Kendrick's civil rights or committed any persecutable federal crime. As part of the new investigation, Pollock will use the evidence collected by the U.S. Justice Department, which turned over 17 boxes upon request. My plan is to see if there are any discrepancies between the report. He told CNN, noting that he expects the investigation to take up to six months. If there's questions and they're legit, legitimate, I need to know the answers myself. Pollock told CNN, the only way I'm going to know is to look at the evidence myself. At the moment, there are no subject, suspects because we haven't made a determination as to whether or not this was a murder, Pollock told the investigator told the journal constitutional in 2005 the, jo the johnsons filed a wrongful death lawsuit against brian and brendan bell son of a former fbi agent plus one of their friends accusing them of killing kendrick the suit was ultimately dismissed as kendrick's father told cnn the family isn't asking for any favors we're not asking for anyone to lie for us. We just want the truth to come out. Which is what we all want.
is the truth to come out. Now, let me tell y'all something about these bells. Do y'all know they filed um, a lawsuit against Ebony Magazine in 2003? They did. Um, because they asked the same question that we're asking. Was the fight that sparked this up between y'all that led to his murder? And they said that it like it was like a defamation of character. You're talking about us. And and they had Ebony to remove the story. That was how Ebony got out of the lawsuit. But it's messed up that y'all will tell them, oh, this is people has taken the gospel truth, this gospel truth, just because it was written in Ebony. That's what Karen says. Karen is actually the bell, the uh Brendan and Brendan's mom, Karen. Now, that's what she says. So, you know. But yeah, like I said this story is more and more and more convoluted as we go along. Now, there has been a witness, listen to this, on August 6th, two days before the Johnsons were ordered to pay attorney fees, Shavin King, the Johnsons lawyer, filed an affidavit in opposition to pending fees ruling that contained a statement from a 27-year-old Valdelso man, Ryan Anthony Dominic Hernandez. The statement, in the statement, Hernandez claims he was Brandon Bell's, he was at Brandon Bell's Jacksonville, Florida apartment in April of 2016. And Brandon admitted to the following. Now, this is Brandon. This is the older brother. This is the older brother. Brian, Brian Bell killed Kendrick Johnson. So, He's telling that Brendan is pretty much telling that his little brother killed Kendrick. Brendan, Brian, and Ryan argue with Kendrick Johnson in the school's gym. That's where he was found at. Brian Bell struck Kendrick Johnson with a dumbbell during a roid rage. Now, they said he was struck on the side of the neck. And that's what killed him. It was a, a real hard blow. A dumbbell will do that. Brian Bell threatened Ryan Hall to keep quiet. Now. Like I said, Brian is the same one that was like, oh no, I didn't see him that day. No, nope. I didn't see him that day. But you just had. A demonstration with him early that day. So you fucking lied. Former FBI agent Rick contacted, contacted former uh, Laws County Sheriff Chris Pine about the fight. Pine met with the county coroner. An unnamed FBI agent altered Lowell's high school surveillance footage. Kendrick Johnson organs 
were removed to obscure the time of death and Kendrick Johnson's autopsies were falsified. Now that sounds about right, especially when you, if you put all that shit in order, that sounds about right. The claims line up with the previous allegations made by the Johnson in their civil suit, but most of the claims have already been discredited by hard evidence. Yeah, right. There is no hard evidence because if it was hard evidence, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't be here. In June, a previously released FBI report confirmed Brandon Bell, Brandon Bell and presumably Ryan Hall were not near Kendrick Johnson when he was last seen on surveillance footage. Entering the school's old gym, Brendan Bell was off campus traveling to a wrestling match when Johnson was last seen on the surveillance footage. Video footage also shows Kendrick Johnson was walking to the gym alone and did not appear to meet with anyone when he arrived. Why would he meet with the people that's going to jump him? Why? That makes no Analysts of the video footage also explain that what appears to be edits or missing footage in the surveillance recordings. The GBI has maintained Johnson's organs were returned with his body to the Harrington Funeral Home after the autopsy were completed. Harrington Funeral Home was cleared of any wrongdoing when handling John's body. Now, this is where it gets kind of juicy. Do you know on August 18th, they arrested Dominique Rendez on criminal trespassing. That's a bogus charge. You just told, you just opened up the whole can of worms and exposed this whole fucking town. They are, he was arrested at approximately 5.30 a.m. on August 18th. VPD officers were dispatched to a resident near Edge Road in reference to a report of trespassing. A woman reportedly told police she was in her bathroom when Dominique came to her bathroom window, punched through the glass in an attempt to enter the home. Approximately 6.05 a.m., VPD officer at South Georgia Medical Center reportedly witnessed Dominique Henders walking through emergency room entrance without a shirt and with blood in his right hand and a belt wrapped around his forearm. Dominique Hernandez reportedly tried to register at the front desk of John Doe, but the officer recognized him from a previous encounter and are aware he... he uh, and was aware to be on a lookout issue for him because of the incident, because of the trespassing incident. As the officer began walking toward him, Dominique Hendez walked out of the lobby. The officer noticed the arm injury reportedly tried to grab him by his shorts. After the struggle, the officer withdrew and conducted emergency weapon, weapon but did not use it. Hmm. He didn't shoot his ass. The officer guided Dominique to a nearby bench and applied pressure to the arm to attempt the bleeding. But he refused aid and replaced that he just wanted to bleed out and loosened the belt on his arm. Dominique Hernandez was eventually treated inside the hospital and later charged with trespassing. He was taken to a Lowell's County Jail and later released on bond. Now... If you knew that 
somebody killed somebody they told you this you wouldn't be kind of in your might right man you know and they try to make it seem like oh he he's not a reliable source because of what he's saying you know he he has a criminal trespassing history and he has meth and possession of marijuana and he was arrested for burglary too but yeah but we ain't talking about all that we talking about the death of Kendrick Johnson that's the fuck we're talking about. So, as you see that. But if you put all those pieces together, that's exactly what happened to Kendrick Johnson. It wasn't organ harvesting. It was to cover up something bigger. It was to cover up the police, the FBI. It was to cover everyone's ass. But now, eight years later, it's all being opened right back up. So, we will just have to see. I believe that he died at the age of 17. And it's supposedly 17 boxes that's of um, evidence that's out. That's a lot. And all of this evidence is coming out. Like I said, not to mention, there is people that have come forward and said that it's an audio recording of someone confessing, saying that they're going to get me anyway. They're going to find out. They're going to get me anyway. And it was a family member that recorded them. So, we'll follow the case, see what's cracking. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with the Mayday Mayhem podcast. And I want to take this time to thank you for listening to the Mayday Mayhem podcast. Al, and I am your host, Mayday Mayhem. And you can not only catch me on Anchor FM, but you can catch me on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. If you have a streaming device, listen to your girl, Mayday Mayhem. Ew. I would also like to take this time and thank all my sponsors and listeners support because without you, this podcast would not be possible. So I would like to say thank you and I love y'all. Let's keep going on with the show. And we're back to the Mayday Mayhem podcast. And I am your host, Mayday Mayhem. And today... Now, we're talking about uh, the new um, voter law in Georgia, where the governor in Georgia has literally signed a law behind closed doors that uh, you are not allowed to give food or water to um, anyone standing in line voting. You, let me see, let me pull them up. And even arrested a a black state representative. It was insane. Kemp said after signing the bill, there's no doubt there will be many alarming issues 
in how the election will be handled. And those problems, understandably, led to a crisis of confidential at the ballot box here in Georgia. He's, this is actually a ploy to stop people from voting. Because let's be real, they mad that Georgia went from a red state to a blue state. Let's be real. Let's be mad. It went from a Republican state to a Democrat state and they mad. So, yeah. What is all in the bill? You cannot give water, um, food or any substance to anyone standing in line if it's not a poll worker. So if I see someone standing in line to vote and they've been standing in line for eight, nine hours and they are thirsty and I just have a bucket of water, I can't give them water, I would be arrested. They also made it where the polls, the boxes will be inside. So you have to go inside in order to even put your um, mail-in ballot in. Then they made it to, in order for you to vote, you have to have a state ID, drivers, you have to have like two forms of identification in order to vote. He's making it harder for people to vote, especially people of court, of color. The law puts restrictions on mail-in voting. It criminalized the acts of giving food and water to voters waiting on the line. And it's making it easier for the lawmakers to meddle with the results so that if you don't like that a Democrat is winning, you can easily change it to a Republican. It's, it's a new law that's just in Georgia. If you do not know, yes, that is what's going on. And I'm like, have y'all lost your fucking mind? And it's being criticized as Jim Crow 2.0. And this is ABC World News Tonight with David Murr about Georgia. Let's take a listen, okay? Let's just take a listen. Hold on. Oh, I don't have the sound on. Sorry. Tonight, a state lawmaker arrested, knocking on his office door, asking to witness the signing. Georgia, one of more than 40 states, now moving to set new limits on voting under the guise of election security, despite no credible evidence of widespread election fraud. Opponents argue it will only suppress the vote, especially in black communities. ABC's Steve Osinsami is in Atlanta. It's the new election law that many tonight are calling racist, signed by the same Georgia governor who refused to go along with the wildest rumors of widespread fraud in the last two elections where the Democrats won. And here's what he's saying now. There's no doubt there were many alarming issues with how the election was handled. There are now two photos defining this pivotal moment, one with the white Republican men signing the law and another with a lone black woman getting arrested for trying to get in the room. State Representative Park Cannon is a Democrat and she was put in jail after she refused to stop knocking on the governor's door. They arrested her, literally dragged her, arrested her. Senator Raphael Warnock is the pastor of her church and was at the jail when they bailed her out. What we have witnessed today is a desperate attempt to lock out and squeeze the people out of their own democracy. Those popular outdoor ballot drop boxes that were available 24-7 
can now only be used inside an early voting location and only while that location is open. You'll now need to provide a license or an ID number to vote by mail. And it's now a crime in Georgia for anyone other than a poll worker to offer food or water to people waiting in the endless lines they often see in the large cities. Outside the state house, black and brown voters are screaming that this is voter suppression. The president today called the new rules Jim Crow in the 21st century. They passed a law saying you can't provide water for people standing in line while they're waiting to vote. You don't need anything else to know that this is nothing but punitive designed to keep people from voting. Let's bring in Steve Osinsami joining us from Atlanta. And Steve, Georgia's not alone. Yes. Their states across the country are now trying to tighten voting laws. That's right, With There are Republicans in dozens of state houses across the country who are working on similar measures. And let's talk about politics for a second. Most of these measures are aimed at the early vote and the mail-in vote. When, when you look at this state, broke heavily for Democrats in November and January. With and this debate only heating up across the country. Steve, thank you. Hi, everyone. George Stephanopoulos here. Thanks. And see, that is to deter you from voting. And it's just not for the black. It's for the brown. It's for any minority. Any minority. There were six men, five white men watching this lone white men sign a bill that prohibits you from giving food and water to someone standing in line waiting to vote. While a black woman, she wasn't bamming on the door like she trying to kick in the door like she in the projects. No, she was very lightly. She just wanted to see it being signed and she had a right to be there. She is a, a representative of the state. She has a right to be there to witness that. Do you know they politely twisted her around and handcuffed her just as nicely and not politely walked her out. They made her, she was pulled backwards, drug backwards, which is a fucking disgrace in 2021. This is what we have to deal with. And then I'm pissed off at our new president because you can call it the Jim Crow 2.0. Why the fuck are you allowing this to happen? There were six white men that watched this lone white man sign this bill. And you are the president of our United States of America. And you mean to tell me you can't stop this governor from putting this law into action and tell him, look, that motherfucking law don't count. I'm ripping that bitch up. It don't mean shit. You can't tell him that. That's just like a parent having kids and your kids running wild and you don't put them motherfuckers on a bridle. I always thought it was the president's job to make sure the governor's was on the bridle and the mayor's and the governor's job to make sure the mayor's was on the bridle. Now you have all these governors that's walking around here want to change laws when it comes to voting. And the president is like, oh, this is preposterous. This is like Jim Crow 2.0. Well, motherfucker, change it. You are, you are the HBIC. You have all the power to where you can literally stop this where it doesn't have to happen. Where you can tell him, look, like, you can literally be like, bad and can literally be like, yo, can I see that law? I don't know much about that. Like, I'm a nerd when it comes to science and when it comes to politics, I get kind of angry because it gives me a headache and I don't, mm, 
I don't want to have a seizure. But politics make me mad because it's a toxic cycle. So it, it really pisses me off. But, however, when I see, like, this situation, Biden should be able to go in there and be like, yo, Kemp, let me see that. Let me see that beer real quick. Let me see it. Rip, 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 and tear that bitch up. And as he tearing that bitch up, look at him with a plain face and tell him, we ain't having this shit in America. This is supposed to be a land of the free, land of equality. The land where everybody can do the fuck they want to do. But you telling me I can't feed nobody that's standing in line or give them some water that's standing in this hot ass line. Or I'm going to go to jail. You got me fucked up. It's going to be a lot of people in jail then because I'll be mother motherfuckers throwing water left and right. You're in jail. Fuck you. For me, giving somebody something to drink because they're trying to vote. But that's what it is. It's a systematic way to stop you from voting. Now. We have this fucking dilemma in front of us. What the fuck are we going to do about it? Because I don't want my right to vote to be taken away from me. Especially being a black woman. Do you know how hard it was for women to even get rights to vote? And then me being a black woman isn't a right and a privilege for me to be able to vote. And then for someone to tell me if I'm dying of thirst for a little drink of water. And somebody got water walking by and they're not a worker because you know what they're going to do. Oh, well, it'll be a worker that'll have to give you water, but they're going to make sure all the workers are busy so they can't give you water. You see what I'm saying? So it's to detour you from voting because if you look at Georgia voting lines, them lines is wrapped around the corner and it's to detour the early voters because you have people like me. Me personally, when I vote, I'm an early voter. I like to get my ass in there and get my ass out. Plus, I got all these damn kids here. So, when they say, yo, Mayday, it's early voting for whatever the fuck is going on that you have to vote for, guess what I do? I go get the early vote, do what I need to do, and come on back home. I just don't want to be caught in that crowd. However... These restrictions is making it harder for even the early voters. And it's time, times like this, that we need to literally stop all this, this, this systematic racism, systematic colorism, just everything is so divided. And we live in a world where we can't even, we live in a world that if we are divided, we will die. But we push for division. That's fucking crazy to me. How can we push for division but we need each other to survive? I don't care what color you are. We all need each other. But we push for division. Well, not us. Them. But us too. Because it's a divide. But that's a whole different subject. But we push for division. Not us as black, white, whatever, but general society, it needs to stop. I should be able to give a bottle of water or if I see people are voting, like I'm an early voter. And if I feel like, whoa, you know what? I'm an early voter and it's a long line out there and 
I have time today. I'm going to take a couple of crates of water, nice and cold and go out there and just pass it out to people that I could possibly be put in jail just for giving somebody something to drink or giving them a couple of bags of chips to, to snack on while they're in line waiting because sometimes their lines are like eight, nine hours long. That's a long time. So if you out there that long, you're going to need a little snack. And there are sometimes elderly people out there. Sometimes people have their children with them because they can't leave their kids. So they have to bring their children with them. So you're telling me if I see um, a woman or a man with their children standing in line trying to cast their vote for something in America that's supposed to be my country. And I can't give them a bottle of water, some uh, couple of bags of chips and fruit snacks just for them to snack on while they're standing there. I would be put in jail for that because I'm not a poll worker. That's what we live in. You get prosecuted for feeding people. Are you fucking for real? Where they do that at? Like, where do they do that at? Where you get prosecuted for feeding people. So I go to jail for helping someone. Ain't that ass backwards. I was always told that the, the more you helped out, you know, that's, that's just good for you. You know, you do it from the kindness of your heart. You're supposed to do things from the kindness of your heart. So you telling me if I want to just give somebody water from the kindness of my heart and they're standing there in the line. Or it's a bit nippy out there and I might have a, a whole crate of coffee and hot cocoa or something. I can't give them that because they're standing in line voting. I'm not a poll worker. That's insane. And we live in 2021. That's why I always that. That's why I always say I love you guys and I have to tell y'all like right now I'm being real serious. Like I tell y'all how it is like what the fuck is for real going on? Are you serious? Now don't forget George is the same state with Kendra Johnson. It's like this is racism at its finest. And we have our new commander in chief that's like, oh yeah, it's Sam Crow 2.0. No, motherfucker, you should have been standing right there knocking at his door. Hey, open up this motherfucking door, bruh. Who is it at that door? It's the president of the fucking United States. It's better than this B.I.-ish. Open the motherfucking door, bruh. Now, see, if that was a white man knocking on that door to see that bill being signed, he would have been open with open arms. He would have been welcomed with open arms. But by being a black woman, she was pretty much take, booked, put in jail, and had to be bailed the fuck out. And she's actually a state representative. So now you're not locking your own motherfucking people up. You just locking other politicians up just because they just don't agree. And she, like I said, it was a very, very light knock. 
It wouldn't have been the knock that I had. I would have been opening doors, kicking that bitch in. But they had the the little they little state troopers there, and they arrested her. So cherish what you have, and enjoy what you have, because they are tearing down our walls every day. And I'm not saying this as black people. I'm saying this for all minorities. This is black, Hispanic, Asian, Chinese, everyone, everyone that is a minority in America is catching it right now. Have y'all noticed that? Like, seriously, this is a time where we really, 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 really need to be together. We have a massive flood in Tennessee of biblical proportions. They haven't seen nothing like this since 2010. They have buses underwater right now in Tennessee. We got buses underwater in Tennessee from massive rainstorms. And then we have racist ass governors signing into law that stopping People from voting a right that we worked so hard to get. So, as I said, cherish everything and love one another and try to make this a better place for each other and yourself. You know, like they always say, you can't love no one else unless you love yourself. But also, in order for you to love yourself, you have to give something up. And I think that would be a little respect for each other as human beings. We're not animals that we can't even feed each other. What the fuck? And then because someone disagrees or is not with the program, you have them hauled away and arrested. While we have floods right here not to mention Alabama just got towed up by what six or seven tornadoes hit them in one day a deadly stream of her tornadoes in Alabama that was just what Friday so our world is ever changing and mankind and humankind is changing and we should be more together than divided and this right here is a total fucking divide so we will be ending our podcast for today and i'm going to end my podcast well always in my podcast if no one told you they love you i do i truly truly do and make sure you do better today than you did yesterday and strive for a better tomorrow today thank you and good night